Today on Alabama Unfiltered, we have some special guests in to talk about kind of some difficult conversations that we need to be having with our kids that you need to be having with your kids. Because do you really know what's going on online? I didn't know. I learned a lot. And I think you will too about drug menus. Didn't know that was a thing. Pocket pornography. Apparently that's Instagram. And uh, we're also going to talk in the Unleashed segment about human trafficking in Alabama and how your kids may be vulnerable online. So stick around. It's a great show. We're literally debating that it's bad that people get to say what they think. Can you imagine? I'm reading Psalm 144 and it says, He trains my hands for war. We are on the brink of total destruction of America as we know it. Let your rebel flag fly. Welcome into this week's edition of Alabama Unfiltered. We are so thankful you've joined us. We have special guests today, but first, Allison Sinclair, how are you? I'm doing really well. Good. Actually, am. it's been an exciting first week of the radio show, which if y'all didn't know, we now have Alabama Unfiltered Radio on uh, 92.5 in Birmingham and 93.1 in Montgomery. Kind of a big deal. You can find us like five hours No, five days a week, three hours a day, which is a lot of us. It is. But it's exciting. And um, I don't know. And now we're doing this, which we've got some great guests. But do you want to talk about kind of joining the fight at 1819 and what that looks like? Yes. So if you're interested in joining the fight, you can find all levels of subscription on our website at 1819news.com. Click on the link that says become a subscriber. Support us. Um, as one podcast that I like to follow says, support what you love or it goes away. We are it's rising true. up and encouraging people to rise to the moment of truth, uh, to be ready for what's going on in culture, telling the news straight down like it is. Opinions, of course, are opinion. Um, but we're a multimedia platform, and we would love for you to support our work um, as we all together equip ourselves for the battle at hand in culture. And we're going to have a uh, Alabama Unfiltered Unleashed segment that only members can access. So you don't want to miss that as well. But who do we have yeah. in today? All right. So today we have Alicia Lucky Roper, Deputy Director of the Alabama Department of Child Ablu- Abuse, Abuse and Neglect uh, Prevention in the Children's Trust Fund of Alabama. And then Jeff Davis, co-founder of Fowler Davis for Change. And we are... Happy to have y'all in. The subject is tough, um, but thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having us. So could each of y'all tell us a little bit more about you and how you got involved with this issue? Sure. Again, I'm Alicia Roper with the Children's Trust Fund. And a couple of years ago, there was some opioid settlement money that the Attorney General's office received they approached our director and asked her about creating a campaign for prevention because we knew this was such a huge issue in Alabama and across our country. So through some of the work we had previously done with Fowler Davis for Change around digital safety, uh, we started the BeSmartDon'tStart.com campaign this year. Um, And along with that is a digital safety campaign. And both of these are targeting our youth and the importance of prevention before things happen. So you brought up Attorney General Steve Marshall, which we had him on recently. I think you saw that podcast. And it's interesting because there are so many different facets to protecting our kids. And it's like 
the attorney general's office kind of has the law enforcement. We're going to go get the bad guys. And one of my questions to him was, what are we doing to reach out to our kids? Because a lot of times we talked about this before the show, parents don't exactly know even what's out there. They don't even know where to start. They don't even know the depth and the ease, which some of these, whether it's human trafficking and just grooming or online drug availability, um, and that's when you reached out and we're like, this is what we're doing. And it's kind of in conjunction with the office. Y'all are just all working together. Is that correct? It kind of started with the hidden gym video and you were working with right. um, Steve Marshall's office. Yeah. So we are a separate state agency, so we don't necessarily work with his office. Certainly as another state agency, we do partner on a lot of things together. So this was just an opportunity for us because we're a prevention agency, mm -hmm. to really talk about how we prevent this with youth in our community. It just kicked off in January, so it's a fairly new oh, initiative. I didn't realize that. Yes. Okay. Yeah, so Great. we're just now getting the word out, letting parents, educators, anyone in the community, law enforcement, whoever is out there working with youth in our community, that we have these resources available that they can take and share and utilize in the work that they're doing. And I'll kind of give you a little bit of background about us and how all of this started. Um, Fowler Davis for Change kind of came about when the pandemic hit. And Barbara Fowler, my business partner, and I, we have a, a production company that we have. And um, we we were sitting there, and I was like, you know, we, we work with all of these nonprofits just volunteering-wise, and there's so much out there that really needs to be told. Unfortunately, they're not either large enough or don't have the time to go after the grants to be able to, to do prevention initiative campaigns. Right. Um, and we can't go after it because we're not a nonprofit. So I was like, it's too bad that we couldn't start a nonprofit to go after some of this grant money and then give it away to these organizations that could really use it. So we talked to our legal team, everyone, we kind of set it up, um, figured out how to set it up. And then our first um, out of the gate was we knew that we needed a digital safety um, campaign. So we had met um, the director of the agency, Sally Longshore, and had we wrote a grant proposal to them, sent it to them, and they were like, you know what, we like that. We're going <clears> to <throat> go ahead and fund that for this year. So that's where our digital safety initiative started. And mm -hmm. then from that, we were they liked the work that we were doing and the, the traction that we were getting on that. And then that's <clears throat> when the opioid money, excuse me. <clears throat> gotcha. That's how, okay. That's how it got over to okay. us. Um, but with the digital safety initiative, there's so, as you know, with kids and they're getting phones at a younger and younger age now, it, it's, it's scary to think what they can find and how quickly they can find it. Because I, Alicia and I were talking um, not too long ago about how, it's amazing how quick kids can find things and do things mm -hmm. on phones and all. And I told her, I said, I always look at it like this. As adults, we're scared. As you get older, you're not going to go skiing like you would when you're younger because <laughs> you're afraid <laughs> you're going to break something. So right, you're um, right. But kids, they have no fear. So if they screw something up digitally, they're like, mm -hmm. okay, we'll just click it and start it all over again. Mm -hmm. So they're not afraid to click on things and see where it leads. Mm -hmm. A lot of times it leads to somewhere good and they learn something good, but a lot of times it could lead to somewhere bad. So what we wanted to do was to really put an initiative out there that really talked about here's what the issues are, but we wanted to tell it through youth and teens perspective. 
Um, so with that initiative, we wanted to film something like a, almost like an MTV type feel. We wanted them to be sitting in a cool space, kind of around the sofas, just kind of all laid back. It was very important to us to have it relatable. So in order to have it relatable, as you all know, you have to be um, very comfortable with the camera. So we hired actors, professional actor children to do this, but we did not script anything. Mm. We only gave them topics to speak on. And it was amazing. It was an eight hour shoot. And those kids were phenomenal. The things that they, we, all we did was give them a bullet point, like this subject line, one, two, three bullet points. These are things we want to definitely cover, but you go for it. So nothing was scripted. Wow. That they, every single bit of it was their own words. And we comp compiled that all into an 11-minute video that you can watch, and it covers all the topics. But then we also took each one of those topics and separated them out to either 30-second, 60- or 90-second mm -hmm. um, topic frames. And then we created... Um, resource sheets for parents, resource sheets for educators, and then also resource sheets for the youth and teens. Mm -hmm. And also they can all be a campaign, but the great thing about it is, is it's out there now on the CTF website and anyone can use it. So church organizations, other nonprofits, schools, anybody that wants to take it and use it to educate Alabama's youth and teens on digital safety, it's their form to use. Mm -hmm. Did you watch, I, I watched some of the videos. I think you said you watched mm -hmm. them when you emailed us a few weeks ago. They're so well done. And I actually was like, oh, I hate that it ended because it's, you know, I have a great relationship or I think I do with my kids, but I don't get that information. I don't right. get sometimes maybe late at night mm -hmm. in a crisis, you know, moment. I, mm -hmm. I get it. But mm -hmm. just to sit there and listen and for you to say none of it was scripted. It didn't seem scripted. Right. Um, at all. But where, when you say we rolled this out, where is this being, where can people find it? How are people using it? And kind of what has been the reaction from parents or churches? Sure. How have they used it? So for the digital safety camp initiative, we'll talk about that first and then the opioid second. Um, it's all being rolled out online. So okay. social media. So we're on Facebook, Instagram, um, Snapchat, the whole entire realm. We're even on LinkedIn, and a lot of people go, well, why in the world would an initiative like that? Because we're targeting For the parents. educators yeah. and the parents. Educators. That's another way to get it. We're on Facebook because we know we know the youth and teens are not on Facebook, but we're there for the parents. How do people find you on Facebook? What's the group? Um, it's um, through the actual um, Alabama, Alabama Department of Child Abuse and Neglect Prevention, the Children's Trust Fund. It's on their web, their Facebook page, and all their social media. Um, if you go to their website, ctf.alabama.gov/digital-safety, um, it's right there. Or if you just go to their initial website and you click initiatives, where I think the second one down on the on the okay. Um, okay. website. Yeah, and I will say this as far as like the reception of people. I've seen Jeff present to a couple of groups, one to a group of educators and community members. And every time the response is, when can you come and do this for us? We want to hear mm -hmm. more about it because I think it's such an eye-opening experience when you hear some of the things um, that we now know how easy it is to get access to things online. Well, and if you think about just some of the percentages right here, and I'm going to look down at this sheet just so I don't say it incorrectly, <clears throat> but 41% of teens used language where exposed to a language about anxiety on social media or on any kind of digital platform. 14% of youth and teens were encountered predatory behaviors from potential mm. online traffickers, groomers, mm. and all. But what's what's 
mind boggling to me, and this is what people really don't understand. 82% of teens encountered nudity or sexual content on social media. So what parents, what parents have thought was, okay, I'm setting them up on this private account. No one, only family members that we invite to, to be friends with them, to partner up with them on that can, can find it. That's exactly right. That blocks a lot of the predators and stuff out. However, it doesn't block them for what they're going searching for. Mm-hmm. So they can take that private account and they can go and look mm. at anything. Um, so you Never always really have to, thought about that. So you always have to check the filters and always check and keep up to date on what um, your kids are doing online. Mm-hmm. And the biggest thing that came to me out of recording this digital safety video was one of the kids said, you know what? I don't understand why so many kids don't have a problem talking with their parents. They were all our age, even though they didn't have social media and digital phones they still went through crap. Mm-hmm. So yeah. they understand. They understand more than we think. And I thought, you know what? That is amazing that he was brave enough to say that. Yeah. But it really is true. And I think one thing you have to think of as parents is, you know what? You did go through this and you made it. And you you did it wasn't comfortable talking to your parents, but sometimes maybe you wish you could have talked to your parents. Right. So always knowing that, you know what? I may not like what you've done, but we're always going to talk it through. I may get angry, but it doesn't mean I don't love you, that type thing. And that always helps keeping everything open and the conversations open with the kids because that's the key. Yeah. So when you do presentations, what are the kind of things? I know you have the video and you can break them down into different you know, time increments. Mm-hmm. But what, what are some, what's a broad overview of what you're presenting when you're speaking before a group? Most of the stuff that we present um, comes from different resources off the internet. Um, One of our, I'm going to say our favorites, but it's the most robust, um, which are where these statistics came from, um, is there's there's an organization called Bark, um, and their website is bark.us, and they track over, like over a billion um, different internet interactions with youth and teens across all these different platforms, and they compile all that data and do annual reports every year. But what's also great is, is you can also subscribe to their service and they're not very expensive, but it also helps you monitor your child's online activity. And you can set screen times to where the phone shuts down after so many hours a day of it being used. And also it helps you kind of, I want to say police, but that's a really strong word, um, police the the usage and where they're going. But what most people, I think, what gets most people eye-opening where we hear a lot of gasps is when we go through those statistics, some of the ones that I just read you. And this is just a a one-sheeter that we did for each initiative, and this is just a blip of the information Mm -hmm. that's in the presentations. We have a a 72 um, PowerPoint slide that 72-page PowerPoint slide that is a whole deck of just research and information that we've gathered from all different organizations that monitor all of this. And it's it's staggering to know how, how quick a kid can get onto Instagram and within so many clicks and so few minutes, they can be contacted, they can contact a drug dealer and see what all that drug dealer has to offer. And so that that's where we usually just talking about the statistics. It's all black and white. Mm-hmm. It, it's happening here in our state. It's happening with our kids. Um, even the best kids that are never any trouble, um, sometimes they go down a wrong path and they mm-hmm. get into situations they can't get out of. Mm-hmm. And it could start from needing to folk where they feel like they need to focus to study for a test and they've ordered an Adderall from somebody they don't know. Um, all the way to, it could be they got injured. Um, one of our opioid um, initiative videos is a kid that got injured playing basketball and they prescribed him opiates to mm. deal with the pain. 
Well, then he got addicted to those. And when his prescription ran out, he kept on buying Mm -hmm. it online. Mm -hmm. And the dangers of that is just astronomical because we know that fentanyl is real. And we know that just the minute amount of fentanyl can kill you instantly. And what these kids don't realize is they're ordering a pill that they think is going to help them, but it's laced with fentanyl. And the next thing you know, they could be dead. We interviewed the family from Auburn that lost their son to a fentanyl overdose. Um, and he had bought a per- Percocet mm-hmm. online, you know, and, and his dad, our parents found him the next morning dead in his bed, you know, and um, it's heartbreaking. And it just in that vulnerable time of life, it's like they're making these decisions. They're just trying to make it through all the pressures of high school, college, whatever it is. One decision. So I'm curious, Alicia, and we got to go to break in a second, but like what, as he's talking about this, what do you think, what are the top maybe two or three things that parents would be most surprised to know? Like, what are the gasps? You say how easy it is to get drugs on Snapchat, you know, or, or what do we really, what do we need to know that we don't know? Yeah. Yeah. I think Jeff's right that most parents and me as myself, as a parent, were startled by some of these statistics, especially the ones around how easy it is to see sexually explicit material online that they can pop up. These links can pop up and a kid just clicks along YouTube. I was reading areas. about Pinterest, yes. like how bad Pinterest yeah. is. Yeah. And, and like, even like I just Twitter. want to look how to knit, you know, yeah, my right. kids are like, like right. how do I put this bathroom together? Yeah. I need a new <laughs> dorm or curtain idea for my dorm. And then you're on some like, anyway. So, I mean, even the most innocent places, you can find some really sinister non-innocent stuff. Absolutely. And one of the uh, things I think that was kind of startling to me was I know many of us have Instagram and they were saying Instagram is one of those places where kids can go and I mean, seems to be bullying and this mental health crisis we're seeing with our youth that it really is impacting through things like Instagram where they can post. And and then, of course, we know about Snapchat and things being quickly Mm pictures there or messages there that can be taken away. But if someone sees them and takes pictures, then that can go out to whomever. Mm -hmm. So kids just don't always pay attention to those kind of things. My, um, I have a 20 year old that's at Auburn. And um, when they got, they were the group that would talk to me a lot. I learned a lot with those Mm -hmm. boys. Now my daughter and my three younger kids, not as much, but they always called Instagram pocket porn. Like, Mm -hmm. I remember my son coming home um, like in sixth grade in the school gym before school when they would all go meet. That's the first time he saw some pornography. Well, I don't know if it was anyway. And it was um, he's just sitting there and all of a sudden this kid had Instagram pulled up and just was showing everybody in the gym. And I'm like, you're just like waiting to go to class Mm -hmm. and you have to be subjected to that. And for some kids, you can look and look away and that's it. For some kids, that's the beginning of a lifetime of struggle. So we're going to take a break real quickly, hear from our sponsor, Centurion Labs, and we'll be right back. What's up, guys? Brian Dawson, CEO of 1819 News here. I want to take a minute to tell you about my good friends over at Centurion Labs. Cold weather is here, and you know what that means. Colds, the flu, and coronaviruses are running rampant. Your immune system needs protection, and that's why I love what my friends over at Centurion Labs are doing. They're always looking for safe, effective, affordable ways to keep you healthy and at your best. Got a cough? 
sore throat, or a runny nose, you need to check out their Ninja Cough product. You heard me, Ninja Cough. It contains the strongest non-narcotic cough suppressant on the market with no sugar, alcohol, or dyes. So it's safe for everyone, even your kids. Looking to strengthen your immune health, prevent sickness, or fight off the flu, and of course, coronaviruses, Defender Immunity Boost is for you. It is an all-in-one immunity booster that combines vitamin C, vitamin D, zinc, copper, and quercetin in just one pill to save you money and help defend your health. Having trouble sleeping? Defender PM is a nighttime immunity booster that will help you get rest and boost your immune health. Now is the time to defend your health, save money, and support a company that shares your Christian values and loves this country. Centurion has dedicated the last 15 years to research and develop safe, effective, and affordable products made in the USA that you can trust. For a limited time, listeners of this podcast can get 20% off their first bottle order when you visit centurionlabs.com forward slash 1819news and use the promo code 1819. That's centurionlabs.com forward slash 1819news with the promo code 1819. Check them out, guys. Welcome back into Alabama Unfiltered. And um, thank you so much to Centurion Labs. We're still super big fans. Um, I still haven't ordered my Defender. Y'all need to know about this because y'all probably have stressful jobs. And this is a friend of ours who started during COVID, this kind of natural supplement Um he was in the pharmaceutical industry he was. and he took his knowledge and started wanting to treat COVID and some different things just naturally with vitamins and things. And he started this great company called Centurion Labs. You can get oh, wow. 30% off if you use the code 1819. And they have one that's great. Um, Defender, which has all the zinc and the copper and the what else? Vitamin D, yes. mm -hmm. all those things. And then um, Amy Beth's a fan of the Ninja Cough. I don't know. Do you all have kids younger or how old? I, yeah. 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 yeah, we both do. Okay. Um, Ninja cough is great. You okay. know how they get to the point where they cough and you're like, can you stop? Just stop. Yes. Uh, my <laughs> right. son had taken it. Yeah. I'm, I'm telling you, this, um, oh, I had one. You've tried it? You've had Ninja cough? Oh, yes. <gasps> we have done Ninja cough. Really? Look. It works. <laughs> Family. It's not just her and she's not lying. It works. No, yeah. It works. It does. So, I mean, it's amazing. Like he told us and I was like, okay. And then. And then it know. works. So is you it know, like a okay. syrup or is it just, just yeah, a pill? Yeah, it's just a little cough wow. syrup and they don't it mind taking it. it. I don't even know how, but it works. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if anybody's had the kid that's had that cough, you mm -hmm. want this this cough, especially right now, you know, is pollen, whatever it is. Right. Yeah. Um, anyway. Okay. So we're thankful for our sponsors, but um, we have Alicia Roper and Jeff Davis with us today. And we're talking about, um, you know, some hard things, but I think they're necessary uh, discussions. And I kind of, I, I want to hear more about the Children's Trust Fund and this initiative that you rolled out in January with opioid addiction and and the availability to children. And then it goes into online safety. And then there's a component that you do with um, Fowler Davis that you all made a, a video hidden gem and about human trafficking. And it all kind of rolls together. Mm -hmm. um, that kind of world you seem to find one, you find the other. And right. so I think it's really important to have these discussions. We actually um, filmed a podcast. It hasn't come out yet with Jared Hudson, who does Covenant Rescue mm -hmm. Group and Human Trafficking. And then we had Steve Marshall. And I think this is just a great kind of a different perspective mm -hmm. for our listeners. But Children's Trust Fund, kind of what is your ultimate goal and where are you going into now? Where What are you 
looking to get into in terms of schools, you're really your target audience is kids, but these parents need to know. I mean, I watched the videos that y'all did and I'm like, I had no idea. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we kicked off the initiative in January. We have digital campaign going on. We have social media campaigns, ads. We're the bsmartdontstart.com. And that website is set up kind of like a social media mm -hmm. site where it's very okay. um, appealing to youth and it's very interactive. And we also have four videos on there, which sounds like those are the videos you probably saw. And they're very impactful. Those okay. videos um, tell a story. And so we're trying to get the message out that we want parents, educators, youth, everyone in the community to know the dangers that lurk out there related to the opioid. And so, Jeff, you want to talk a little bit about the videos and kind of yeah, well. what they're going to see. All right. Um, we did four stories, and the, the storylines are taken from real-life experiences, um, just from people that we've spoken to or seen in the news. Um, one, three of them end well. One of them doesn't. Um, but we wanted to really be able to show the whole true facts about what really happens to kids. Um, one of them is about two girls that are studying, and they need a little extra help focusing, they think. And so one of them pulls out a bag of pills, and the rest goes from there. Um, there's a party one that we mm. did to where they go, and there's a bowl of pills that's put out on the kitchen island, and mm. everybody kind of just picks one and sees where it takes them. Uh, we did one where these two guys, they'd grown up together, and they were going to be college roommates. And one of the guys was first-generation college student, and he didn't want to mess anything up, and he mm. knew that his friend um, did drugs. So he really confronted him and told him, like, look, if you don't stop, we're not going to be able to 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 be roommates, and it kind of tells that little story there, and how the how the one kid's parent got involved, um, and how that it's it was easy for him to talk to his parent and kind of figure out the situation. And then the last video that we did was um, one where I think I mentioned it earlier, where this kid got injured playing basketball um, in school, and the he had the surgery. They prescribed an opiate to him for to help deal with the pain. When the prescription ran out, they wouldn't give him another prescription. He was already addicted to them, and he started going elsewhere to look elsewhere for um, the pills. What we really wanted to show in each particular one was that the parents were supportive. And even though the parents maybe didn't like the situation that their right. child had gotten in, it was very important for us um, to really show that how the parent was like, okay, we, we understand how you got there. This is We're going to help you get out of it, and we're going to help you figure it out. Mm -hmm. um, and if I, if I can, I would like – you were asking earlier about what really in, – in these presentations that we're doing across the state, what really grabs at the heartstrings, so to say, yes. um, and all. And I wanted to share some – information with you. Um, in 2022, the DEA seized 20 plus million fake prescription pills, and they found that out of all 20 million of those, six out of every 10 had a lethal dose of fentanyl. So what that means is that you could order some pills, your child could order some pills, they could take one today, it helps them focus, and it's perfect. Tomorrow, they could take one out of the same batch, and they're dead 30 seconds later. That, that's the staggering that's statistic sobering. right there because they did it once. Hey, it didn't, it was mm -hmm. fine. They did it again because you just don't know which one is you which. You don't know. Six out of 10. Look, exactly. Put, put 10 in a bag. Mm -hmm. um, you got 60% chance of dying. Exactly. And Alabama um, is ranked number seven in the United States for non-fatal fentanyl overdoses. So that just means that kids overdose, people overdose on fentanyl drugs, and they don't die. 
but they still have that overdose situation to where it, it ends up okay for them. But we're number seven in the country Good grief. for that. Um, but there's a couple of other statistics that I really want to share with you that is just really mind-boggling. And the, I promise the last statistic is, a, is one that will leave us on a little bit of a higher note. Um, but 84% of teens, almost 85% of teens, engaged in conversation about drugs and alcohol on social media. 85% of them have either engaged or come across conversations about drugs. Does that mean like they're talking about doing drugs with their friends or they're actually talking to dealers or just any type of like normally you think it's, oh, what are you wearing to the football game on Friday night? But they're actually talking about inquiring, I guess, getting their information from Snapchat or Instagram on drugs. And that's not exactly where you want them having those conversations. Correct. And you're, and you're right. Yes, it's yes to all of those. All those. Okay. It, it's all kind of combined in. Um, 135%, that is what the fentanyl overdose deaths in Alabama increased between 2020 and 2021. The 2022 numbers are not out yet, Good. but it increased 139% for fatal opioid deaths. Now, what I do want to leave with you, I promised that I would give you one good statistic. <laughs> yeah. yeah, let's go there. Is after reviewing targeted information on, fake, on fentanyl in the fake pills, um, young Americans, this is across America, were 65% less likely to take pills or to order pills off the internet just by being aware of the dangers of it. So that's why it's so important for Alicia and myself and our whole, both of our groups to get this information out there and to get as many people talking about it as possible. Because like we said, a lot of kids, they just don't know. They just, they just are doing what they think they need mm -hmm. to do to get through life. And they don't, they're not, they don't know the consequences and they don't think about that. I had a group of kids in my kitchen about two weeks ago and we were talking about fentanyl and not ordering drugs. And they were, you know, like, just shocked that that was even happening. And I was like, just trust me, just get the word out to your friends that we've never seen before what could happen to them. But they had a hard time believing that that was just in their, probably in their school. They knew people that had tried this and, or would be affected by it in the future. Um, but it was shocking. Mm -hmm. And those statistics are shocking. But my question is this, why do you think we're here at all? That it's increased over a hundred percent. Why are kids trying this? right now, whereas five years ago, we weren't in this place, but we are now. I don't want to say that we weren't in this place because I think we were. Yeah. I just don't think it was as prevalent. Yes. Okay. And then with, as, as with everything else, the 24-hour news cycle, the social media, everything that is so easily accessible online, kids can find it. When I grew up, we didn't have the the smartphone we didn't you had we, to work for it we barely had cable yeah you had to, <laughs> so, you had to make phone calls right. or meet someone somewhere and it's like i guess there was more of a risk mm -hmm. you your mom would overhear you or you'd get caught in a back alley well now it's like literally while you're watching tv with your parents well see one of the one of the slides that we use in the presentation is exactly that used to Kids would have, if, if someone wanted to, to buy drugs, you had to meet in a dark alley somewhere on a back street. Now it's not that way. They, they meet them virtually online. They seem friendly. They seem nice. They're not sketchy at all. They place their order. And in some instances, it's Ubered right to their house and the parents never even know. That, that just, wow. It's, it's Ubered to their house? You can, you can call an Uber, put a package in, say where it's delivered. 
I mean, it's it's same same difference. It's like ordering food. I mean, I guess so. Like I got my iPad delivered to my house the other day. They picked it up at the Apple store and just delivered it in like right. a Uber DoorDash or something. I guess they probably can't search your pack. Do they know they're drug mules? Like they could all go to jail. I was going to say, I would probably bet they don't. Um, let's hope they don't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I, that okay. That's just that, you know, I mean, to think about how often the kids door dash to your house. Yeah. Well, I, I've trained my kids that I'm like, really that $10 that you pay. Of course I did it for my iPad. Cause I was going downtown. I didn't have time to go. <laughs> but, yeah. We're moms. but yeah, we, I'm like, we've really, that's the ability like to an do hour that. and a half of work after taxes or more. Are right. you sure you don't want to just drive down the street? Yeah. I try and train them, but that's terrifying. I've never even thought about that. I know. It is. But the, the, the great thing about it is, is we have this amazing initiative now. And like Alicia kind of spoke on a little bit, the way we developed this website that looks like a social media site um, on a phone, on a tablet. It looks exactly like one. You scroll to the left, scroll to the right, up and down, like you can share things. All That's we have, fantastic. we have, and where all of our resources are tied to um, for both parents and the youth on the website, they're all hashtagged throughout each of the posts. Um, we have we have ads on the site that direct you to direct you to certain parts of the resources depending on what the ad says okay. and all and you click a hashtag in one of the videos and it goes directly to the resource section we have a toolkit to where we have a youth flyer um, a poster that can be printed out we did everything easy so anyone can print it out it's all eight and a half by 11 printing you don't have to have some sort of special printer or pay tons of money to get things printed out you don't have to have permission like you, you can don't. go you can, you can put them up in your schools on the bathroom doors and correct absolutely okay. if yeah. people if educators or churches or whoever are listening how do they contact y'all to have you come speak or to just get more information? What's the best way to reach you guys? I would say the easiest way is to go to besmartdontstart.com and go to the contact us section and um, just fill out the form. There's a little blurb as to what you can, what you, what you're wanting, what you need, and then it'll get to us and we can figure that out. Okay. All right. Yeah. Good. Thank you all so much for being here today. Thanks for Thank having, you for having us. us. Really appreciate it. Um, and hope that we can help get the word out too. Um, that has been this edition of Alabama Unfiltered. If you are a subscriber, uh, a member of our group, then we'll see you in the Unleashed <laughs> if you're section. In the club. If you're in the club, we'll see you in a few minutes. But if not, thank you so much uh, for joining us on this episode of Alabama Unfiltered. Mm -hmm.